to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you are watching on video, you already know Christian and I, we're in different locations. What's up, Christian Edwards? What's going on, brother? How is it up there in snowy Minnesota? Dude, it is finally getting cold here. This is, I can't even complain. It's been uh, a very mild winter. Uh, We finally have a dusting of snow, but at the end of this week, dude, it's going to get like down into the teens, which is like normal Minnesota. And this is where uh, me sometimes, but mostly my wife, Ash, starts to complain a lot about this weather, which is what I'm pumped to dive into. uh, (laughs) The part two of the power of our words, man, and more so bridling the tongue. Yeah. So spoiler alert. Ash is blocking your blessing because of her tongue. <laughs> the, the complaining and murmuring. Is that what yes, you're saying, yes, Riley? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, 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 no. Um, we we're doing our, our best. I'm doing my best to get her in warmer climates. Uh so we I don't have to. I'm just gonna shut up right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Bahamas two weeks ago, Florida last week. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we've been in some great weather, so there's nothing to actually truly complain about. But uh, uh, we are diving into uh, part two here. If you guys know, we were we did uh, Power of Your Words last week. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would even suggest push pause on this bad boy and actually uh, go listen to that because we we, we dove into uh, just the, the power of our words and, and the fact that, I mean, God created everything by speaking everything into existence he said let there be light and he he cast his energy casted the ultimately the vision uh for creation and we're going to dive into more today which is really just the bridling or the taming of the tongue uh which is incredible that we have we have there's life and death there's power in the words that we speak and we have so many scripture references that it's gonna be hard to get through through all of them but we're gonna do our our darndest uh is that a word darndest yeah, I think so. Okay, we'll, all right. We're gonna, we'll accept it. <laughs> Speaking of taming the tongue, don't say stupid things like that, right? Um, <laughs> but we're going to do our best here to actually uh, lay out for you guys what it actually means. And, and really, not only the the power that we have in our words, but also even the ramifications, I think, is is a big thing that that I want to dive into here as well. So yeah. uh, where do we want to start, bro? Like in book of James or what What do you think? Yeah. Well, James definitely has the longest passage about the words that we speak in chapter three, but before we even go there, you're talking about complaining. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think as believers, true Holy spirit filled, regenerated hearts, having followers of Christ. Do we have a right to complain about anything on his mm-hmm. life? If in this life, if Jesus is truly Lord over our lives, do we, do we have that right to complain? That's such a good question, dude. And I think I think absolutely not. But our flesh over like it it overtakes us oftentimes where there's and then here's the thing, here's a philosophy that you know that we we talk a lot about within the King's Council is uh we have no right to complain about what we tolerate in our life. And we see a lot of junk that's happening in, in the world and 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 the media, social media, everything. And this is, I mean, this is partly how the King's Council was even birthed was just because it's like I I cannot leave this earth this this you know the the world as we know it uh to, to Ellie my daughter the way that it is that was like one of my hearts and uh, uh 
desires when all the junk in 2020 was going down. And it was like, all right, well, we got to do something about it. And, and, and then ultimately that obviously flows into just the words that we speak as well. And so when we, when we choose to actually speak life or choose to speak death, it is, it is, it is a simple choice, even though our, our minds can uh, be, uh, we can see a lot of junk. We can see a lot of, uh, evil, we'll even call it, and negativity. How about that? Just negativity in the world. We get to choose the perspective that we're, we filter it through, right? Mm-hmm. I think in, in any situation, we talk a decent amount about this as well regarding communication and even in sales. Uh, there, there are, the message is filtered by the messenger, right? Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, it, when we're receiving information, we can filter that information and choose how we're going to uh, speak that or speak even about that. Uh, and so I think that's such an important thing. I think everything that we do is, is filtered through our mindsets, right? So if we have that negative mindset, we talked a little bit about this, I think in last week's episode where, uh, even we, we talked about my dad, where it's like, you know, the, the perspective of, uh, the taxes, I think we talked about where, uh, and the house that we we live in now. And it's just like, hold on, we can actually capture those thoughts. We can, we can actually control then the words and the thoughts that we're going to continue to have after that fact. But if you're not in the in the word of God, if you're not rooted in truth, it's hard. It's hard to do that. And this is why you can see people that are not actually truly reading the word of God, that are people that we're just going to say in the world, you can see why life is turmoil. Life is chaotic. Life is horrible for the most part yeah. if you aren't actually rooted and grounded in truth. And uh, yeah, with that, man, I, I think there, that was there's a long, long-winded answer. I know, so, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. But, but it's good. But that actually makes me think of the complaining the Israelites did, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you read through the entire Old Testament, you're like, man, these guys screwed up time and time again. And God, as good as he is, as faithful as he is, he forgave, right? Well, he judged, he forgave there was repentance, then revival, and then they would be on this high, they would be trusting in God, and then just time would go by, and all of a sudden, they'd start to murmur, they'd start to complain, and all of a sudden, those words that they were speaking were manifesting into reality, because they were actually convincing themselves, uh, like when they were wandering in the wilderness, oh, we're better off as slaves in Egypt, let's go back there, right? So it just... Yeah, it's just wild to me. We we read the Old Testament and we see how they're just murmuring, stumbling, grumbling, ungrateful people. And then it's like, wait a second, I would probably be in that same exact position, uh, especially now with, with all the luxuries we have of life now, right? So to be in a position where we truly have nothing, where God is calling us, no, trust in me, have faith in me. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna force you to depend on me. Will we freak out and trust in him or will, will we be like, okay, I got this just gonna trust you not gonna not gonna complain because I trust in you, you are my God. but I don't know man, you read that whole Old Testament and you're like these suckers were were idiots they because right. like when they were judged, it was harsh, right? Like, oh my goodness, yeah. And I know God could still judge us harshly today. You know, new the New Testament God is some people think it's a different God from the Old Testament to the New Testament. But I mean, He struck Sapphira and Ananias dead when, yeah. when they lied. So the judgment, uh, you know, post Jesus could be just as harsh. 
But really, that judgment is just a um, chastening, and it's really just a disciplining to to bring us back to him as a good father would do. Yeah, dude, that's so so good. Actually, it makes me just think of, I mean, during in that story, if you, if you read Exodus and in, in, into Numbers, it's like they literally saw the parting of the Red Sea, mm-hmm. right? Like the most miraculous freaking miracles manna from heaven like what like crap that you wouldn't even actually think we would even be possible right god though actually truly providing and you mentioned then murmuring it's there there's just started to complain because they're they're wandering in the desert for 40 years and it's like they're they're complaining or grumbling it's just like god is like you know what trip canceled like we're not we're not it's it's what should have been just a few days uh it's it's gonna be 40 years because we're just gonna be murmuring and complaining and grumbling it even reminds me when i hear the word murmur i always think of the heart right like a heart murmur and if you think about what that actually is I, i know i did an episode on this maybe a year or two ago about the uh plagues of attitude on complaining and in, in part of that episode, I went, I went deep in this. I'm like, what a heart murmur actually is. And it's not, it's not actually like a disease itself. A heart murmur is not. It is a, a re- representation of an underlying issue, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's like we normally have a heartbeat, like boom, 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 boom. But then there's this whooshing sound. If you have a murmur, there's like this whoosh, whoosh. And so there's this condition that's taking place. But not it's not the murmur itself that's the disease, it's the heart issue. And I think that's the same thing that we have and experience as human beings. It's just like there's a heart issue here that is a representation of the words that we speak. And I think that's just a great, uh, even call it just an analogy of how we uh, can just fall subject to just like okay we're just complaining and we're grumbling but it's not the words that we speak there's an underlying condition and i think a lot of it boils down to gratitude and and just ultimately understanding man we are we are so freaking blessed uh we serve a god a creator of all things and we get to choose life or death Right. But we if we if we've committed to this, you mentioned just lordship and it's like, okay, yes, God, I'm going to choose life no matter what else takes place, no matter what happens. I'm going to praise you above and all above all things and and for all things and through all things and in all things like that's what we get to do. And when we when we submit our our hearts to that and, and truly not just Jesus as Savior, but Jesus as Lord, it's like, all right, let's let's do this thing now. And let's talk about this, bro. It's like, how do we really, we understand that there's there's complaining. A lot of us do it. We do it, right? Uh, but when we understand the power that this has in our life, because at the end of the day, I mean, James James tells us that it's impossible for man to rattle our tongue. Like we we humanly cannot do it. It's We can't do it. But with God, we do also know that all things are possible, right? <laughs> What version is that? <laughs> That's in the uh, Philippians version. Uh, oh, you no, mean- I, I'm talking about what version of, uh, of gospel is that? I, I I don't know. I didn't recognize. I it. You know that song, right? All things are possible. I don't know. 
<laughs> we should do a podcast of just like following you doing karaoke or something <laughs> well it's not the same if you're not on video and get to see me like shake my shoulders a little bit so that's true yeah you nailed that part you do have rhythm i mean i remember ash saying it's how you won her over it was that's your true game. man that's true dude yes. <laughs> certainly All wasn't right. my my personality <laughs> Uh, I, I enjoy your personality. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, like we said, James three talks about the taming of the tongue, but James sets it up in chapter one and verse 19, when he says, so then my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So he sets that up by saying, because what you're saying is true. I mean, Jesus says in Matthew 12, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So uh, our, we have these thoughts, and, and th this is where the, these things originate from. They're in our heart, and they come out of our mouth. But James kind of tees up the taming of our tongue with this by saying, listen, we're not just going to watch what we say for the sake of it not, you know, those words coming out into the atmosphere, because if they're yeah. still in the heart, then they're still doing damage, Right. right. So right. he, he says, essentially with this, to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, he, he's saying, listen, pause, ponder, and pray, right? Pause, ponder, and pray. Whenever, you know, I don't know necessarily if you need to do that in every single conversation, but if it's something where you feel your anger or your flesh starting to rise a little bit, just pause, ponder a bit, and pray, because you don't want to just just bridle the tongue for, like I said, bridle the tongue for the sake of those words not coming out. And they're still just sitting and, and resonating in your heart. Matter of fact, I'll probably do more damage if you don't express those things, even if it's bad words, yeah. bad yeah. thoughts, if they just let them sit and fester in your heart. But he teased that up because it, it is, it does require God to help tame our tongues. So in chapter three, starting at verse two, it says, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man able also to bridle the whole body, like you just said. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn the whole body. This, this I remember reading that because, you yeah. know, we we owned a couple of racehorses growing up, and I remember probably being like 10 years old, and we had a horse named Aeroplane, right? And she was reckless. I mean, her first couple of races threw the jockey off in the in the paddock, and one broke his leg, like she was wild. So, but when we would get to the paddock, I remember like the trainer let me walk her. And just with that little bridle, like he told me, give it a little yank. And like, you're controlling this horse. It was like, I couldn't believe this. I just saw this horse throw this little man off of her and me, little 10 year old kid able to control this horse. It is remarkable it's because of the bridle that was in her mouth. Um, look at ships. Although they are so large and driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Now, the warning here, see how, a, a great, see how great a forest, a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. Oh, my gosh. It, harsh words. Right. For every kind of beast and bird and of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. 
It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. It's like, whoa, that's so much right there. Yeah, man, it's so it's so much. I remember reading this like when I first became a Christian. I I, I know I've said this, like I gave my life to entrepreneurship which I, I dove into all these self-help books and it was just like you, you, what you, you know, you speak about, you bring about, it was all these like personal development sayings. And then I read this and I'm like, holy cats, like this is real. This is actually a real thing. And it, it, I mean, this is just like blowing my mind. And also though, I do know how it has completely transformed my life. Uh, just by speaking life into situations um, or just refusing to speak negativity over situations or even over people, because it's so easy for man to, to just like complain and, and as we mentioned, just grumble or murmur about situations. But I mean, it, the Bible is so, this is, I mean, James is such an epic chap. This is such an epic chapter for this topic specifically, but the entire Bible is just riddled with references of this, right? Whether it's in Psalm or Proverbs, just like there's so many references of just yeah. like speaking life. Uh, we're actually doing as a, as a family, I don't even think I told you this, man, but I bought us as a family, a uh, a family devotional. It's like our, a Christmas present to Ash and Ellie and I, and we're doing a once a week, a family devotion, which is super short and quick, but with it, it is, uh, we have to memorize a verse together as a family, which is super fun. If you're not doing that as a family and you got kiddos, do it as a family. It's so it's such a simple thing, but such a meaningful thing for Ellie, who's 11 now. Like we sat down on the couch, we read it, we talked about it. And now here's a scripture. And then randomly, we were just down in Florida for the last few days. Randomly, we would say, hey, do you remember your verse? Do you remember the verse? And it was for this week, it was Proverbs 15, 1, which is, a soft word turns away wrath, uh, but a, a, here, now I have to memorize this. Right? A soft word turns away wrath, but a, a harsh word stirs up anger. Yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness. It's such a, in any situation, especially in business, if you're an entrepreneur, you're listening to this thing. It's like, that is so, that's like money right there. If you right. know in a situation, you're even negotiating situations, or maybe you're even in sales, just like answering softly and gently turns away wrath, but harsh and becoming defensive uh, or even becoming offended in a situation which makes you defensive like that. Now you're just button up against each other and it is not going to be fruitful in, in the long run. And so, um, this is just good stuff, man. I just love, I love that God gives us the ability. Actually, you know what? I mean, clearly James says there that we can't bridle the tongue. So how do we do this as humans? Yeah. we Because it literally says that man can't do it. We, we literally cannot do it. Right. But if we're submitting to Jesus as Lord of our life, we're surrendering our, our, our soul and our spirit to him. With him, we know that we can actually 
control our tongue and, and what we're going to say and speak. And so, um, it's just so good, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it requires spiritual growth and we all did grow spiritually. And I think one of the best definitions of spiritual growth is living your life with less of you and more, more of Christ. Yes. So just reducing yourself, just completely pouring yourself out and saying more of you, God, and I'm mm -hmm. going to live as Christ-like as possibly I can live. So it, if we do that, that's the only way our heart's going to be affected, right? Because right. although we, we've been saved, we've been born again, we still live in the, these fleshly vessels, the, these tents that will eventually die, right? And ultimately, when we are in heaven and we have our glorified bodies, you know, we're not going to have to worry about that sort of thing. Yes. You know, like, we're, there's going to be no bad words to be spoken of, but yeah, uh, it, go, ahead, go ahead. I was going to, I was just going to say that it's so, so good. That's what really this life is about. If you've given your life to Christ, what, if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, you're listening to this, the rest of everything that you do from, if you, if you've committed to Christ, everything else, everything else is sanctification. And if you don't know what that means, that just means becoming more and more like him. Like, that's it. Like, th that is that is the point of everything else that we do once we've given our life to Jesus. Because, I, I mean, I've, I have even had thoughts of this. It's like, what is the point of this life? Like, just to make, go build business, make money, to raise our daughter. But no, it it is sanctification. It is becoming more and more like him. And as we fall... Uh, into alignment with him, we truly come into alignment with him. Our our words are are going to be are they're going to change? And this is just a conviction. I'm just like understanding this of like you know I sometimes when we're chatting, <laughs> Christian, you know it's just like sometimes some not so great words start to come out, and it's but it's like the boys being boys, right? And it's just but like it's not as that ain't fruitful. It really, truly isn't, and and even if we we declare oh, well, they're just adjectives, they're not, they're not. I don't, I don't even mean what they mean. Like, nah, they're real, they're powerful, and they have there. There's power, there's vibrancy, there's frequency. We talked about that on last week's episode on just the power of the spoken word, and I think it, how we continue to sanctify ourselves is just continually being in the word of God, which I know I'm going to pull this scripture up from, from he Hebrews, man, uh, 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. This is just nuts to me when you really think about this, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, which is a whole nother topic and episode I think I would love to dive into you with you in the future man and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart mm. right so there, there there what essentially this is saying there's a connection between the, the word of God right that that's it's piercing us but there's a connection between even the words that we speak in in our, our heart's disposition right that I, I help me with this the verse that's like out of the the words of our mouth it's it's essentially from our heart right what is yeah. what verse is that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks yes Matthew 12, 34 so good man yeah so good 
And there's even, I mean, we've, we talked about this in the past. I think, I mean, there's references of yeah, like clinically references of this. So from like uh, donors and things, right? Yeah. Heart donors, some pretty wild stories. And uh, I actually got these from listening to Pastor Robert Morris from Gateway Church. He's done mm. numerous sermons on power of your words and he's got a book about it. So I, he, he's great. So if these aren't real, blame him. <laughs> he's <laughs> but, our source. We're citing, <laughs> we're citing Robert Morris here. <laughs> right. But no, we, we actually have a friend, Adam Sewell, who's a doctor. And because I, I told him when I got my... My <laughs> oh, this is epic. Listen, listen to this, folks. This is actually epic. Are you going to tell this? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell it. Okay, okay, okay. So when in 2005, um, you know, I had my fourth back surgery where they fused my L5-S1 together. At the time, they didn't have like artificial discs like they do now. So what they did was they they fused it with a cadaver bone. And I didn't even know at the time what the heck that was. I learned shortly thereafter that it was some dead guy whose bone they got, right? So after I recovered a bit, I noticed that white girls just were paying me no mind. And all of a sudden, black girls (laughs) were giving me the eyeball. And I was like, what in the world? This is crazy. And I had never dated a black girl before in my life. And my preference probably would have been white girls, I guess. But even, I mean, I went to I went to school in North New Jersey, high school in North New Jersey. It was an all-boys school, but after school, I mean, there was high schools, a million high schools around. Girls are walking by and everything. <laughs> Not one ever gave me a second look. I was just this white dude <laughs> that played basketball, right? Now, all of a sudden, I'm getting the eyeball from, from black girls. And then I dated one and then I dated another and then another and never wound up dating a white girl again after that that moment but I don't know at what point of my my walk in dating black girls that I I said wait a second I had like an aha moment like the prodigal in the pig pen I had that aha moment wait a second I must have the cadaver of a black man That is the most moronic thing I've ever heard, man. But no, hold on, hold on. And then when I shared that with our our friend Adam Sewell, he said, "You know what? That that could be true. There, there's there's plenty of, of of cases that are documented. Things like that, more with like heart donors and stuff stuff like that. But that that's my story. And I mean, now I have a beautiful black wife, four black kids, a mixed kid, and four man. black grandbabies. I'm just and grateful you didn't get like a a female cadaver and all of a sudden you'd turn to the other side, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder would they do that? Like if they just need bone, if they would take it from a girl. Right. Well, I, I don't know. I just get more feminine. Start talking with them. Right. This is so far (laughs) to me, but, (laughs) but explain, explain some of these, you have these um, that Robert had mentioned, right? Like this, these are real documented things. Again, quoting, Robert Morris on this, but um, sure, it is really truly fascinating. Because when you first told me that, I was like, "You are insane, dude! That's not how that works." But I don't know. I guess. I mean, so just as you know, our our hearts could could brew and fester thoughts. Obviously, our spinal bone could harbor. Um, um, <laughs> uh, preferences. preferences, yes, preferences. Well, 
Well, the thing is, you kept saying they gave you the eye. So it's like you were putting off like those pheromones. Like you finally yeah. have swag in your life, bro. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that was what was crazy is they were giving me the eye. And believe me, when I was recovering from my fourth back surgery, I wasn't, you know, exactly the the uh, the, the picturesque uh, <laughs> but, who you are now you're saying who yeah, you are. yeah 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 um <laughs> anyhow uh so yeah so a couple uh, of cases here one a 52 year old man who loved classical music was given the heart of a teenage boy who instantly became a fan of rock music and adam sewell he he told us that i believe he actually because he, he was an anesthesiologist um and i, I believe he said uh, uh he was in the room where um, it was a black organ donor, like a black teenage organ donor to a white man. And all of a sudden that guy liked rap music. Wow. That, that was That's what Adam Poole told us. Really? So certainly, so fascinating. Certainly believe in this. Um, another account, a man who received a heart from a woman who was hit by a train had recurring dreams about train wrecks. Wow. So you start dreaming about train wrecks. Turns out the heart that's in you, that woman died from a train wreck. That's yeah. crazy. And this one is probably the most miraculous. After an eight-year-old girl received the heart of a murdered child, she started having recurring nightmares. She was able to describe the circumstances of her donor's death and the killer in such detail that the police were able to capture the murderer who was later convicted. Wow. That is That's remarkable. So, and just, I mean, all this alone just makes me believe in God even more. Just yeah. how how intricate intricate we are and how he created such uh obviously he did create us in perfection at first and, and we fell but like our bodies are so beautifully made it, it's remarkable remarkable yeah yeah i mean i i definitely want to dive let's do an, another part regarding body soul and spirit because yeah. uh, i think there's there's a perfect connection here um, cause I've just become kind of infatuated with this and understanding that, you know, a lot of us think that we are our body, but at the end of the day, we are our soul, yeah. but we have a body right now. Like that's right. our temporary thing, but our soul is, is what is eternal. Right. And ultimately if it's going to be in heaven or hell at some point, mm -hmm. um, but not, not, not to go down that, but this is just so fascinating to me, uh, that, I mean, this is just incredible. So what are we saying then? Like, don't get transplants by people, or maybe you got to vet out. It's like, I don't want that heart. I'm going to die instead. Or <laughs> Right. Well, I tell you what, if you're a racist, definitely uh, make sure you don't get the cadaver bone of a black man. Oh, that's hilarious. Maybe that'll help. Maybe that'll help. Uh, a black woman will give you the eye and all of a sudden you're not racist anymore. <laughs> or what if you got a racist heart? Like you're not racist and then. Ooh, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Be tough, man. Could you could you bridle your tongue in a in a manner that would actually correct that? Right. That's that's it. We hear the good stories. But what about the bad stories? Yeah. Which probably yeah. aren't as documented, right? Where it was this like KKK member who donated his heart to <laughs> some young like young awesome kid who was raised right, and all of a sudden they became like Hitler or something. Right. <laughs> They're not documenting that. Oh. Right. Right. Oh man. This is good. This is fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, how do we put a bow on this, dude? Because really, truly, like the power of our, our words 
are, I mean, it's, it's, it's just inc incredible the power that God has given us that I think so many of us take for granted. And uh, if we actually understood that and, and started to walk in it and walk with an intention and speak with an intention that our lives can literally be changed out of the, the words that we speak. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah. I, I, and think about this. I, I think we could tie a bow on it with this. You said that, you know, if you're just hanging with the fellas and, you know, some words come out that, but it's like, it's all in good fun, good nature. Everybody's busting each other's chops. We have to give an account for every idle word, every idle word that's spoken. So, okay. so think about this. The, the Bible's clear about lying, sowing discord, gossip, slander, tailbearing, cursing, blasphemy, filthy language, unbelief, all that, right? And, and that's all words that, yep. that are spoken. But yep. just about, think about even the idle words that aren't even as sharp as these things I just mentioned. Those idle words that just aren't building up, they're not edifying, because it, it's one or the other. It, you're either speaking life or death. So think about those idle words that you think are just kind of harmless in the middle, and it, it just, it's convicting excuse me, it's convicting. It makes me want to just glorify God in all that I do and be uplifting, encouraging. You know, last week you talked about Barnabas a bit, the words he spoke. I mean, Paul perhaps would be unknown to us today and half the New Testament would be missing or maybe somebody else would have written it if it wasn't Paul and his words of encouragement. Right. So so it's just so important. And, and think about this. You may not be the, the next big time preacher or evangelist or author, but you may be the the words of encouragement to, to walk that person into their destiny. Yeah, no, that's so good, man. That's so good. And that just comes back to just don't take it for granted. Like you have our, even if, even if it is your coworker, uh, your, you know, your boss, your employee, uh, you have the, the ability to truly speak life into them, which can actually change eternity for them right and generations to come and so uh if we, once we really truly understand that i think we can start to grasp a little bit of like the the power that all of us have by either choosing life or death and it starts and and begins and i would say even ends with the words that we speak whether it's about somebody or over somebody uh, yeah. but i do know too that we are to uh speak to our mountains, right? Not about our mountains. And so for those of us that even <clears throat> we're talking about like the ramifications or the ability to influence other people, but just in your own life, your self-talk is just as important, if not more important than, than any of your, uh, you know, talking about other people. It's like, if, if what is that self-talk? What is that mountain in your life that you have? Uh, we know, I don't even know the verse off the top of my head. I think it's in Mark, right? It's like we would speak to our mountains uh, that are whatever that is. If it's if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, we can speak to that mountain. It'll be cast into the ocean, right? And it's like, how do, what does that even look like? But it's not, notice it's not speaking about the mountain or, or, you know, to somebody else about it. It is to it directly. And it is speaking to those things. This is why we have these I am statements within the king's council like we have we we make these declarations over us i am an intentional man of action honor and integrity 
This is where you're supposed to say, yes, you are. Yes, you uh, are. Okay. All right. I forgot yours was so short. <laughs> no, with the short jokes again. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bridle my tongue. And thank I'll you. Another joke right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, but that self-talk, I think, is just as important. And so uh, if you guys don't know what uh, what we're talking about with these I am declaration statements, we have we've got a course. We call it the DNA Blueprint that we make available to everybody within the King's Council and certainly want to even make it available to you guys as well of like the importance of making these statements, uh, these these contracts essentially that we call them with ourselves. And it's again, it's not that I I always am a man of action. I try to be um, a, a man of honor, a man of integrity. I definitely I mean, I'm in training to be. How about that? Uh, but that's my declaration is that I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to pursue that until Jesus calls me home. Uh, and I think that's important for us to really understand. It's like we, we can sometimes think about the words about other people and grumbling, murmuring, which is great. But then a lot of it comes back to the self-talk and, and what are we saying even about ourselves into those mountains in our own lives. And if we can start to speak to them and declare not even about the situation, but declare what God says about those situations, that's when true, true transformation uh, and even revelation in our own life can actually start to take place. Because we don't even have to believe it initially. Like we just have to start to speak it. And with that that declaration and speaking the word of God, that is that is double edged. That will that will pierce even between bone and marrow if we start declaring that and aligning that with our faith life can forever be changed mm, that's good man that's the bow right there the bow we'll tie it on that so back to that if you guys want access to the dna blueprint uh go to joinkingscouncil.com uh we'll we'll make sure that we get you access to not only that but all of our courses and you guys know we have wednesday morning bible studies uh we have uh, monthly coaching calls. We have bi-weekly coaching calls. We got a lot of stuff going on here within the King's Council, which is so fun. Um, but we just love you guys joining us here on these weekly podcasts as well. We got a lot of cool, fun, exciting announcements that we're going to be sharing with you guys here in the upcoming weeks as well. Um, twenty twenty four is going to be lit. It's going to be it's going to be good, right? Yeah, people still use that word lit. 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 Man, lit. That's that's off the chain. That's for shizzle. Yeah, now I'm going even back further. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll be back in the studio mm -hmm. together next week. Yes. And, uh, so episode after this one, we'll be together at the studio in Dallas, and uh, we'll have some 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 big things brewing that we might be able to make some announcements by next episode. Yes. Aaron, anytime you say next episode, bro, I'm always going to break into. With that, we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs> Peace.